0: Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History,
1: produced by
0: the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School.
1: On July 19th, 1901, a young man was shot and killed in the Parley Star House. Vermont Phoenix reported that the most shocking tragedy Brattleboro has known in years took place this morning at 2.40 a.m. Morton Cressy was the grandson of Parley Starr and living with his grandmother on Western Avenue. Cressy graduated from Yale in 1900 and was attending Harvard Law School. Part of his training to become a lawyer, Cressy had been reading law with attorney Clark Fitz.
0: After lunch on Thursday, July 18th, Morton Cressy was heading back down street from his grandmother's house when he heard Sidney Bristol call his name. Sydney was a Yale and Harvard classmate of Cressy's and was in town collecting fees for a New England publication. It was summer and Bristol was working for the publisher to pay for his Harvard education. These two classmates were surprised to see one another and visited for a few minutes. Once Cressy understood what Bristol was doing in Brattleboro, he offered to let Bristol stay at the Star House so he'd not spend money on overnight lodgings. Cressy also invited Bristol to visit him later in the afternoon at Fitz's law office. Around four o'clock, Sydney Bristol stopped by the law office, and the two young men then headed back to the Parley Star House to meet Cressy's grandmother and prepare for a round of golf. Bristol said he had never played golf before, but Cressy assured him that it would be a good experience. After golf, the two went back to the Star House for supper. Then, Cressy had a social engagement and Bristol went back into town to continue collecting fees for his employer. They made arrangements to meet one another at the Brooks House a little after 10 p.m.
1: After meeting at the Brooks House, the two headed to the train depot to pick up Bristol's luggage. They then went to the star house and visited outside until 11.30. After that, they headed to bed and shared the back upstairs bedroom on the left side of the house. While they were not good college friends, they shared common experiences and enjoyed visiting with one another. According to Morton Cressy, it was almost 2 o'clock in the morning before he fell asleep.
2: Cressy's next memory was waking up to someone attempting to hold him down on the bed. One of his arms was pinned to the bed and it seemed like someone was trying to grab the other arm as well. Cressy panicked and yelled for help. With his free hand, he grabbed a loaded pistol from the top of his dresser and fired a shot at whoever was trying to hold him down. The aggressor momentarily backed away. Cressy was able to get to his feet and stand up, but the attacker lunged for him, and Cressy fired three more times. According to Cressy, it was after firing the fourth shot and hearing Sidney Bristol speak for the first time that he realized he had been shooting at his friend and
1: not a burglar. Morton Cressy ran down the stairs and told his grandmother that he had shot Bristol. His grandmother told him to go across the street and ask for help. Cressy went to a neighbor, and they used a phone to call for a doctor. Dr. Miller arrived and discovered two bullet wounds. One was in the abdomen and would prove to be fatal. Sidney Bristol died within a half an hour of the doctor's arrival. Cressy was distraught. He cried and could not be consoled. He stated that he did not realize the intruder was Sidney Bristol until after the fatal shot had been fired. Police arrived and an investigation began.
2: This is where things got complicated. Four neighborhood witnesses said they saw a light come on in Cressy's bedroom after the first shot was fired, but before the last three shots took place. That means Cressy would have seen who was attacking him before he fired the deadly rounds. However, other neighbors came forward and shared that they did not see the light come on in Cressy's bedroom until after all four shots were fired. Who should be believed?
1: An inquest was held. Interviews were done and testimony was gathered for a grand jury. Morden Cressy, his grandmother, the housemaid, numerous neighbors, the doctor, Cindy Bristol's father, the friends of Bristol provided sworn testimonies.
2: Three people who had lived with Sidney Bristol testified that he had a history of sleepwalking, talking in his sleep and grabbing onto others around him. The newspapers called it somnambulism. The three were Bristol's college roommate, a college friend of Bristol's who witnessed his sleepwalking, and a former soldier who shared a tent with Bristol during the Spanish-American War. Each of these men swore that Bristol was a somnambulist. The soldier testified
1: that Bristol had grabbed him on many occasions when they shared sleeping quarters during the war. He went on to say that Bristol was sleeping during each of these instances and did not realize what he was doing. The soldier learned that if he ignored Bristol, he would eventually let go and go back to bed.
0: Was Martin Cressy's testimony to be believed? He said there was a loaded gun at his bedside because a skunk had recently been hanging around the carriage house. He wanted to be prepared to hunt the animal down the next time the skunk was spotted. Cressy said he was a little jumpy and nervous in the star house because he had been accosted a few years earlier while walking near the junction of Western Avenue and Green Street. The electric streetlights did not go as far as the star house, so his grandmother had encouraged him to carry a gun after the incident. Cressy had also previously locked himself out of the house and climbed a tree to enter his bedroom window. He knew if he could do that, then a burglar could climb into the window as well. According to Cressy, these were the thoughts uppermost in his mind when he awoke that night in the grasp of an unknown assailant.
1: In addition to the testimony, local newspapers investigated the story as well. They shared their insights. Sidney Bristol was 25 years old and from Battle Creek, Michigan. He and Morton Cressy had both uh, attended Yale and Harvard, but they were not from the same social class. Bristol was working his way through school and served in the military during the Spanish-American War. Meanwhile, Morton Cressy's father was a doctor, and his grandfather had been the founder and president of the People's National Bank. Sidney Bristol was portrayed as coming from the working class while Morton Cressy was a member of Brattleboro's Bro's social elite. There were two newspapers in town at the time, the Vermont Phoenix and the Wyndham County Reformer. The Phoenix emphasized evidence that was favorable towards Morton Cressy while the reformer focused on the evidence that questioned Cressy's innocence. The Phoenix kept a spotlight on the past stories of Russell's aggressive behavior while sleepwalking. The reformer focused on the witnesses who swore they saw a light in the window before the fatal shots were fired.
0: In September, a secret grand jury convened and the evidence was presented to them. After two days of deliberation, the grand jury decided that there was not enough evidence to bring charges against Morton Cressy. The grand jury determined that it was a sad, unfortunate, an accident
2: the Vermont Phoenix newspaper summed up the incident this way the citizens of Brattleboro are thoroughly satisfied with the finding of the state's attorney who made a thorough investigation and declared that there was not a shadow of criminality on the part of the man who fired the fatal shot a sensational paper of the town however sought to stir up discord but its actions were promptly frowned upon by the fair-minded people of the place
0: thanks to Mono Cooper and Anthony for researching this
2: week's story